0: Hello and welcome to the Counsel Culture Podcast. A podcast where we look through the lens of counselling in today's culture to help and equip you to live life to the full wherever you are. I believe that everyone should have access to and benefit from the core skills of counselling that help you do life well, leading ourselves in relationships, mental and emotional health, work, and navigating life in these really fast-changing times. My name is Nicholas Marks, and it is my pleasure to host Council Culture. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Council Culture podcast, episode Number 11. Well, today, we are talking uh, at this time of year about doing Christmas well and finishing the year well. And uh, I'm joined by the Council Culture panel, Siobhan and Max. Hi, guys. Welcome back.
1: Great to be here.
0: G'day, guys. How are you, Siobhan?
1: I'm doing really well. Thanks, Nick.
0: End of the year? Almost.
1: Yes. Can't come soon enough. <laughs> I'm ready.
0: Okay. Well, we might get into some of that in today's uh, today's conversations. Max, how are you? Uh, likewise, uh, Nick.
2: I'm looking forward to a little bit of a break and a rest. It's been a a big year, hasn't it, for everybody? But uh, yeah, just counting down the days, we've only got a few, a few weeks to mm-hmm. Christmas now.
0: And I, that topic we we're going to cover today, I think is really relevant, isn't it? After that, what you just said, Dan, about where you're at and a bit of weariness and how you're feeling and I suppose anticipating rest and um, Christmas is upon us and around the corner. And I'm seeing people uh, in our own home who are really looking forward to Christmas and wanting to get into uh, Christmas early, you know, like it's a a real look forward to. There haven't been a lot of look forward to's this year. Uh, So I'm seeing that and also that perhaps another element of Christmas, if you like, I was going to say another side, but another element of Christmas where it can be a, a tricky time and a hard time. What are your observations, guys? I was doing a bit of reading on the weekend, Nick, around that, and Relationships Australia
2: has done a bit of research on Christmas time. They reckon it's one of the six most stressful life events, and it's, <laughs> wow. it's not surprising, I think, from um, I'm a person who lives shopping to the last minute, and they, they said <laughs> in this study that about 65% of us stress about shopping, you know, what to get our loved ones. Um, and about a third of people also um, have issues with work-life balance. Um, so if you um, add, you know, the year that we've had with um, what's going on in the world, on top of all that, uh, there's no wonder we're feeling a little more stressed than than normal. Um, but it is common around this time of the year, and I think it's around getting some strategies and some tactics in place to help us with with coping and managing that.
0: Yeah, because it's a really beautiful and special time of year and a season and a celebration of Christ and him coming into the world, and God with us. Mm. And as you're saying, Max, it can also be a tricky time for a hard time or what gets amplified. Maybe this year's got a bit of a supercharged Christmas to it on this other elements to it. What what are your sort of just broad initial thoughts, Siobhan?
1: Max is absolutely spot on. Christmas is traditionally portrayed as a time of joy and togetherness for families, but I think we also need to think about the victims of domestic abuse as well and that this time can be an increased time of stress and trauma. One of the things that we know around Christmas time is that there is an increased alcohol consumption, and I think that just adds to the stress of this particular season. The key element to all of this for some families is spending more time with family particularly if there is tension in families as well, um, arguments mm. causing things, causing emotion, emotions to boil over.
0: Yeah. So it's got this, uh, well, it's like our, our series, isn't it? It can have this beautiful side to it and this pressure cooker, if you like, or, or range of things that that can converge. And, and looking back through history, there's um, strong and differing opinions are not a new thing. We want to touch on that today because this well, really this past two years, just this year, have been really obviously difficult and challenging in a a whole range of ways with a global pandemic. And we're seeing strong views and differences of opinion among people now in regards to the pandemic and vaccination and and governments and, and all manner of theories and beliefs and opinions that are coming up that are, I think, add a whole different element to Christmas this year. And so I think we have a very unique situation here where the the global pandemic's brought about some, not for everybody, but for a number of people, some deep divisions in in our society and, and even within families. And so today we'd love to help you with some strategies, some ways, some practical things that you can put into place um, for yourself and in the lead up to Christmas and maybe some of your thinking around this and how you navigate some of these opinions divisions, different views that we're all to some extent finding and encountering at the moment. And we're taking a bit of a different approach. We're taking a bit of a Christmas approach. So we have with us today a pack of bonbons. They're wrapped in a bright sort of gaudy paper and you get like a paper crown and a plastic toy and a little bit of paper that has some not very funny jokes most of the time. So ours today have got some council culture wisdom. And so we're going to crack them open one at a time and in these will be some practical tips you can use to um, help yourself, help your family and help navigate this Christmas. So some of the examples that might be around your Christmas table. Now you might have uh, some family members, grandparents, haven't seen their grandchild in, who was born during lockdown in another state. There could be some cousins who have become increasingly concerned about overreach and the, and the level of control by governments and state governments in particular over the past couple of years and have made the decision to take uh, their kids out of the local primary school and homeschool and they don't believe in vaccination at all. You could have another family member that's really anxious about spending Christmas with the family and they've become increasingly what you might think is conspiracy theorists over the past few years through the pandemic. He or she may be opinionated about the topic and worried that she'll further divide the family if conversations get really heated and there's a, there's a blow-up on, on Christmas Day. Uh, you might have an uncle who doesn't want to come to the Christmas lunch because some family members refuse to get vaccinated and he's done a whole bunch of research on this um, and has some really strong opinions. and He thinks um, those who have chosen not to get vaccinated are selfish and he has expressed his feelings to them about this. So, they're just some of the scenarios in our Christmas uh, around the table. Uh, You might have others, uh, you might not have those, you could have all of those. Who knows? We know that some people do. And so, as we go into this now, we'll keep some of those in mind. Let's go with Bonbon number one. Okay, I've got this one. Uh, Don't blow up your relationships. Okay, that's, that's, that's good advice. Don't blow up your relationship. <laughs> I, like, I like the sound of that. Um, to do this, we're going to talk about um, from the Gottman Institute what they refer to as the uh, or avoiding the four horsemen. For those who don't know, which may be a few of you, the four horsemen in this in the Gottman Institute's uh, approach on this are um, Horseman number one is criticism. Horseman number two is defensiveness. Horseman number three is contempt. And number four is stonewalling. We might just focus in on number two and number three. So first bonbon, don't blow up your relationships. And horseman number two is defensiveness. Max, can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah. Look, um, first point there is that we can all be defensive at times. So no family, no person is perfect when it comes to communication, Um and engaging in unhelpful communication, particularly if you haven't seen relatives or extended family for a while um, and right. they're coming to visit and share the, the Christmas table. So um, just to be aware that we're all uh, imperfect um, and we all engage in some element of defensiveness you know, now and then. Yeah. Um, so what defensiveness is about is really an attempt to protect ourselves from what we perceive to be an attack from the other person on our point of view, our opinion, our feelings. Um, But what it does is it escalates conflict, which is why it's so destructive. Um, And so what the Gottman um, people say is that in order to de-escalate conflict, you want to have an antidote to defensiveness, and they recommend that that is around taking responsibility. Ah, um, so take some responsibility for even a small part of the problem. Um, this will reduce the tension, um, and you know those of us who've used that with with our counselling clients or with other people know that this really helps the other person feel heard and understood um, much much better. Yeah. So that would be the that would be the the, the counsel there is um, just watch for that. Um, takes Take responsibility. And um, it will just really reduce the tension around the around the Christmas table.
0: Yeah, because if that's that's good, if someone's got a very strong opinion on COVID or vaccination or or government overreach or a, you know a conspiracy theory, that can be a, a really big deal. You could feel like you're under attack quite quickly, couldn't you? You could. If you could. Maybe if you maybe actually yeah. an example, Nick.
2: Maybe an example might help to illustrate what that would look like in practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so say I was the, the uncle um, who believed in some strange conspiracy theory. Uh-huh. And um, someone comes around the table and says, oh, I trust you, Uncle Max, to believe in such and such theory. You're always thinking the worst about government. Mm. Um, so there's, there's a way that I could respond to that. If I was uh, – so the unhealthy way is to, be, to counterattack in the defensive and I would just say – um, You guys are all just too trusting. At least I do my own research and I don't believe in everything that's just fed to me. Now, that's not going to be a helpful way of dealing with it because it will get, you know, the conflict up and other opinions um, strengthened around the table. Yeah. So the best approach in terms of taking responsibility might be if I say something like, I do have difficulty with trust. I guess I have been disappointed with government in the past and I'm aware of it. But let's actually talk about something that's a bit less controversial together. And I just move the conversation to something else. Yeah. Um, so that's one way to take a little bit of responsibility around um, the opinion, but quickly shifting it to
0: something else that's a little bit less um, likely to create a, a conflict. Yeah, that's great, Max, because you're not going to sol- solve, and if it's a problem to be solved, the COVID riddles on Christmas Day.
2: No, we haven't. We haven't solved it for the last eighteen months.
0: I don't think it's going to be on the twenty fifth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wise, wise advice. Uh, Siobhan, what's contempt in the in the four horsemen and and the antidote to that? Because this is a, a huge one, and you really hope and want that doesn't get to a position of contempt on Christmas Day. But it can, and we're seeing an increasing level of contempt in our society towards others who may hold a different view. It's a big one, isn't it? Yeah.
1: It is a big one and you know I think contempt can be a really corrosive behavior in relationships so it'd be really great to unpack it so that we can really understand what contempt is yeah. Yeah. The contemptuous person takes a position of judgmental superiority and seeks to embarrass or shame the other person by sending a message that they're unworthy That is a really really strong characteristic and it's no wonder that it can be so corrosive in in relationships and and I think relationships across the board, not just partner relationships, but family relationships, working relationships. The contemptuous person seeks to put somebody down and speak to them with scorn. It's about putting a person in a higher place, putting themselves in a higher place than 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 somebody else. Yeah. And it really does stem from a negative habit of mind where you might scan the environment to look for other people's mistakes, to really reinforce that, hey, I'm right, I'm, I'm the right person here, rather than appreciate something about other people. Yeah. And so somebody who displays contempt can really have this this kind of approach of sarcasm and cynicism, um, name-calling, eye-rolling, hostile humour, mm. those sorts of characteristics and so I think it's really important that when we recognize that in ourselves, which is not always easy, and it does take a bit of a position of humility to really, really have some insight about that. I think it's important that we that we pull ourselves up and that we take accountability and responsibility for that because as I said earlier, contempt really is the best predictor of a relationship disillusion. And so when you've got defensiveness it's much more easier for contempt to follow yeah. as well because it's the position of i'm right the uncle who has done the research who does know and everybody should listen to the uncle yeah. and so there are a couple of really good antidotes to to contempt and i think the first one is about really being able to describe your feelings and your needs because underneath contempt really is is a there's a need there's a desire or a want there and So I think that's the first one. And that really speaks to assertiveness and being able to say how you feel and what it is that you need in a really respectful way. And the second antidote is to build a culture of appreciation. And in that is to respect a person. So when we feel valued and appreciated, we're much more able to access positive feelings and in our relationships and are less likely to act contemptuous when we have a difference of opinion.
0: So how you view the person and how you see them and, and respecting them as a human being, even though you may have wildly different views on a, on this topic.
1: Absolutely, because we're not always right.
0: <laughs> yes, that's true.
1: And I know myself. Sometimes I can have really strong opinions.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, who who has ever changed somebody's mind about when when you've had this conflict? How have you ever changed somebody's opinion in in that time of conflict? Mm-hmm. I know I've never been able to change anyone's opinion about yeah. that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and every fibre of your being can be screaming out, "Oh, that's just not true. That's such such and such." Of yeah, that's good, Siobhan.
1: The antidotes are to be able to describe your feelings and your needs, to do that in a really respectful way. Yeah. And the other really big one is the culture of appreciation. appreciation. So being able to appreciate something in somebody. So some of some of the examples might be, you know, I appreciate when you welcome me in the door. I appreciate your, hosp- your hospitality here today. Yeah. I appreciate all the effort that you've gone to to bring us all together. Those really small gems can go a really long way in breaking down defensiveness and in breaking down contempt, particularly when there's strong opinions.
0: Yeah. And even if the other person, uncle, cousin, family member around the table, whomever, might take that position, at least you're keeping a good account of yourself going, well, I'm not going to buy into this contemptuous approach and I'm going to be appreciative of something about them, And um, not get into that win lose dynamic. Love that.
1: That's right. We can't control anyone else. We can only control the way we behave.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, guys, there's always things that we can be appreciative about other people. So it's 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 around the focus. If we focus on this, is a really good coaching uh, skill to have. If we focus on the thing, the ways that we're different, that's what we're going to get more of. If you focus on the things that you can be appreciative if you can be grateful about, um, you'll get more of that positive stuff going on. Um, and I think we're just very good often at focusing on the ways that we're different or the opinions that that differ from us rather than on the things that we can be appreciative about each other. Yeah. So I think that's the, that's the key.
0: Yeah, that's so good, so good. A lot of gold there. We're going to go to our next bonbon. Nobody knows... Everything. Max, you're a a man who knows a lot of things. What are your thoughts on that one? (laughs) Unpack this bonbon, this one. Yeah, let's unpack
2: that one. Look, the the thing that comes to mind with that one is how often I and other people around my circle have changed our minds. Uh, And so uh, if you look in hindsight, the decisions, the opinions that you have had in the past, um, some of them have held and many others haven't. And so um, that's what came to mind when, you, when we unpacked that one, is we don't know what necessarily the future brings. It's an evolving situation with the pandemic, um, with government, with what's going on in the world. And so nobody has a perfect picture except for God. And so I think holding lightly our opinions and our convictions can be a really good thing. Um, where where that's warranted, not for everything, but for, for things that are going to be detrimental to our relationship building, our unity, our being uh, around family in ways that are constructive, I think it's it's wise to hold things lightly yeah. and to focus on the things that unite us and bring us together. Yes. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, well said. And we're a couple of years into this now and, and if you think back even over the last two years, taking your point, Max, uh, People have come out and made some really big statements and they've sounded, uh, you know, uh, either very wise or outlandish at the time and they've either proved to be completely wrong or or some days, weeks or months later completely right. Uh, and so, yeah, that's good. It, this is a marathon, not a sprint, isn't it? Okay, bonbon number three. Here we go. Be a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. Siobhan, can you... Can you run with this one?
1: The worst thing we can do is to convince someone to change their point of view, as we've already talked about. And I think with that, it's really better to be kind than to be right. You know, a conversation about who's right and who's wrong is one of either two things. It's either an echo chamber or it's an argument. And when we think about it, very rarely do either of us get to change our minds when we think back to the last argument that we had with somebody. Did you think differently by the end of it? I know I certainly didn't. Um, And sometimes my beliefs only get stronger when somebody tries to change my point of view. I don't think anyone really likes to be wrong. I know I certainly don't. (laughs) Um, But I think it's just so important to show kindness um, more than it is to be right about something. Being right can be like taking a position of righteousness And it sort of in some ways links into that point that we talked about before around contempt. I think back to some of the words in the Bible in Mark chapter 12 when Jesus asked which commandment was the most important. And he said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, You shall love your neighbour as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. And I think that really just drives it home about loving our neighbour. Giving up the need to be right about everything was one of the best lessons that I've learned because I found things more important like fulfilling relationships and people who really listen and treat me with unconditional kindness and mercy. Yeah. And I want to emphasise that I still have my beliefs and I believe them because I think I'm right. Um, I will often act or behave in a certain way based on those beliefs. I'm not saying that we shouldn't stand by our views and stand by them passionately and courageously, but that we don't have that much control over what others are going to believe or think. Yeah. And particularly at the Christmas table, how we treat others and being kind and listening and showing mercy are so much more important in this time of, at this time of the year.
0: Oh, that's, uh, that's so well said there.
1: And it does link back into one of the antidotes to contempt is to really to be able to assert yourself. Yeah,
0: important point there. Love that, being a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. Thank you so much, Siobhan. All right, bonbon number four. We're getting through these. Here we go. Okay, bonbon number four is, oh, well, this is a different one, um, keeping, <laughs> keeping COVID out of Christmas. Okay, we're really stepping it up now. Max what are some uh, what are some thoughts on this one I've got a few but i I want to what do you want to uh, bring to the table on this one
2: what I want to bring to the table is some ideas about um, some house rules or some boundaries for that event with family this might be helpful yeah. for a lot of families who are feeling anxious or stressed about you know the the uncles and the aunties, the cousins, the 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 friends who are coming over with different um, points of views on this topic. Yeah. Um. So I know Nick, you and I have had a, a chat uh, earlier about this idea of having a COVID jar, <laughs> and whoever brings up the <laughs> the topic of COVID has to put in a couple of bucks in there or do the washing up. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's a thing to consider. Is um, have a conversation with people that are going to be invited uh, to the Christmas event, and um, invite them to maybe keep out of the, those sorts of conversations, so you can focus on other things that are going to be less um, potentially less conflictive. The, the other way you could do it too is to, um, if you do want to go there, you set up some time. So there's a time boundary. You say, look, we'll talk COVID yep. for fifteen minutes, yep. and then um, then we'll stop and we'll talk about some other things we'll focus on
0: some other things yeah yeah bonbon number 5 we'll make this the last one bonbon number 5 here we go oh, okay i like i like this i like all of them i like this one um, let's remember what unites or unity what unites us rather than focusing on what divides guys i'm gonna open this one up for for all of us any of us to comment on I, I'll, I'll start uh we think just a thought that comes to mind is um in scripture, it said the Lord says he commands a blessing on unity. Mm-hmm. You know, we want Christmas to be about unity, coming together and being unified. Doesn't always come naturally, though, does it? Sometimes we've got to really be intentional about being a unifying force, a unifying person.
1: The very reason that we're around the Christmas table, I think, is what should unify us. For those of us who are strong in our faith, when we sit around the table, that's a really rich time for us to be able to talk about the reason for the season, to be able to talk about why we're here together and, and what our faith has brought us through over these, particularly these past couple of years. And if we're going to keep COVID out of Christmas, let's talk about how our faith has got us through some really significant times of hardship, particularly when relationships have had a lot of barriers, particularly when we've had border closures and people haven't been able to to see one another physically. So I think to be able to come together at the table around a beautifully cooked meal mm. around Christmas and bring our faith to the table I think is just so so important.
0: Spot on. Yeah, that's right. He he is what he is what Christmas is. It's really him at the table, isn't it? It's bringing it's bringing the Lord to the table. Uh and that it is him and the reason for Christmas that really does unite us. Thanks to the Council Culture panel, Max and Siobhan. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it today.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a blessed uh, Christmas and holiday season.
0: So we've been talking about in this Under Pressure series about, and today's really an extension of that is, Let's take the pressure as much as we can off this Christmas, and it's what Christmas is really about. It's why I really love Advent in that sense that it it um, helps prepare us for Christmas. It gives us a focus in the weeks and days leading up to that Christmas day and around Christmas time. It's a real preparation. It's a real waiting for the gift of Christmas and the gift of Christ. And remember that what we focus on, we move towards and we magnify. So let's. I just encourage you. Let's focus on him let's magnify him in our thoughts and conversation let's uh, imagine him at the table with us uh, providing us all that we need even if we navigate some difficult conversations we really hope some of these tools and tips and, and wisdom in the bonbons today have really helped you and, and we just wish you such a blessed Christmas just briefly in the next episode I remember I mentioned right at the start it's like the other side of the same coin we really want to give you some helpful thoughts and and really bless you with what is Sabbath rest and play. I think we are much more weary than we really want to let on at the moment. There's a weariness in in us this year that's after the past two years that I think is taking a bit of a toll. And so that'll be our final episode, episode 12, for this year, our first year of the Council Culture Podcast. So don't miss that one again. Merry Christmas in this Christmas season. God bless, and we look forward to you joining us for that one. Bye for now.